step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Saren. Yes? Over here. Over oh, here. Yes, Saren? Yes. Do you know what's ridiculous? I do. Good question, Thank Elizabeth. You. Thank you. Okay. Tommy Smothers recently passed away. Yeah, I know. R.I.P. Right? Yeah. So they had the Smothers Brother Comedy Hour. Mm-hmm. Do you ever know about what Keith Moon did on that show? No. So The Who were supposed to perform My Generation, yeah. right? So you got all of them. Roger Daltrey, uh, Ant Keith Whistle. Moon is the drummer. Keith Moon is the drummer. Townsend's the yeah, guitarist, right? So Moon bass drum, right? He's got a little thing set up for the end of the song and when it gets to the end of the song he hits it and the drum explodes. He has loaded it up is, to blow up live on TV. That's very Keith and Moon. When I say blow up, I mean like Roger Daltrey gets thrown at the camera. Oh, you're kidding. Right? The Townsend, Pete Townsend's hair is like on fire, singeing, smoking when the, cam- when the smoke abates, right? Now, Ant Whistle, cool as any bass player, he's just standing there like, yeah. what, what happened with that? And it's someone, can someone get me a drink, right? Anyway, I thought that was absolutely amazing because also Keith Moon, he got shrapnel in his own arm. So it played backwards what? on him, right? Who never invited on TV to do that type of show yeah. ever again. Yeah. So oh. there you go. Tommy Smothers, R.I.P. Wow, R.I.P. And Gave Keith us that Moon, R.I.P. Keith Moon, right? Oof, ridiculous, la la. huh? That is ridiculous. Blowing up a set. <laughs> <laughs> For effect. Do you know what else is ridiculous? What, Elizabeth? Fraud, Zarin. It's fraud. This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Oh, you damn right. Do you know what I have in common with Lord Kelvin, the famous physicist, Mm -hmm. Adam Smith, the father of economics, Mm -hmm. seven Nobel laureates, three British prime ministers, and actor Gerard Butler? A love of Argyle socks and air bathing. Close. We are all University of Glasgow graduates. Oh. Yes. 
So I have my master's degree from the University of Glasgow in Scotland. Yes, you do. Thank you. Thank you so much. Did you know the place opened in 1451? As in, like, the Middle Ages? Yes, it's ancient. No, I did not it know that. It's an ancient university. I know it's one of the oldest in the world, if not. Like, I know, I think Bologna is a little bit older. Yeah, it's one of what they call, like, the ancient yeah. uh, universities of Europe. Um, lots of notable alumni. I mean, mm. you do it that long. Yeah, figure. You're going um, to hit a couple. And it wasn't easy to get in, and it wasn't easy to get the degree mm-hmm. with highest distinction. Oh, look at you. But and it's not just, like, the diploma. It's everything behind it. You know, it's the effort that I put in so I can display certain skills as a result. Sure. And then also the imprimatur of that school tells us that you did all this. Exactly. So people are proud of their alma maters. Yes, their soul mother. That's right. Jim Mann, yes. chief information technology officer of the state of Kansas, he was proud of his degree in business administration from the University of Devonshire. Jim Mann? Jim Mann. Okay. Uh, Good George, man, Jim Mann. George Way, yeah. uh, president of Liberia. That away, George and Way. And a retired Liberian football player. Ah. He was proud of his degree from Parkwood University. Football, soccer, not football, football. Yeah. Okay. Um, Costas Margaritas. Uh-huh. He's a Greek politician, and ah. he's a member of the New Democracy Party there. He has a degree from Shelburne University. He's very proud of it. Ah, of course. Leonard Ingram, a.k.a. Bagwan Ra Africa. Mm. Uh, he's a self-proclaimed anger management specialist. He's okay. written a bunch of books. He sure. was on that Penn & Teller TV show. Oh, interesting. Um, he's proud of his Ph.D. in philosophy from Glenn Cullen University. Glenn Cullen. Hmm. Who are these people, Aaron? Elizabeth, are these friends of yours? No, these people are phonies. Oh. They're phonies. University of Devonshire, Parkwood University, Shelburne University, Glenn Cullen University. Mm-hmm. They're all fake colleges. Oh, but the people are real. The, the people colleges are, real. are fake. The colleges are fake. So they're not like AI people. No, they're okay. real people with fake diplomas. Gotcha. The, these colleges are fronts for one diploma mill uh-huh. operation called University Degree Program. Wait, one? These have all these different flavors of college uh-huh. you can pick? The Chronicle of Higher Education called this the, quote, granddaddy of diploma mills. <laughs> and so we'll get to this particular operation later. But right now I want to give you some background. Please, I love background. What is a diploma mill, Aaron? Elizabeth, what is a diploma mill? Well, In today's society, Mm -hmm. Webster's Dictionary defines (laughs) Diploma Mill as, quote, a usually unregulated institution of higher education granting degrees with few or no academic requirements. So it's a business that sells illegitimate diplomas for bogus degrees. Ah, degrees. Those are important, I hear. They are, yeah, they're kind of, sometimes. No, people use them all the time to leverage things. They do. That is true. And so some of these diploma mills, they claim that they offer credit for prior learning. Credit for prior learning. And that's a legitimate thing, but it has to be very carefully documented with like a confirmed method of conversion from experience to academic credit. So like if I was a UN interpreter working in French, like a regular francophone on the African continent, I could go in and get like French five credits. Sure. Something like that. Something like that. Okay. Uh, So some of the diploma mills, they don't even bother with any kind of conversion. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of them also have a fake accreditor that make it look like there's some sort of quality assurance. Ah. Um, And so you hear degree mill and Mm -hmm. diploma mill, and they aren't the same thing. Interesting. Yeah. Degree mill issues diplomas uh, from unaccredited institutions that may be legal in some states, but are generally illegitimate. That's the degree mill. So this is like a medical degree from a school in Granada. Totally. And then the diploma mill, they issue counterfeit diplomas bearing the names of real universities. Uh Uh-huh. Sometimes there's an overlap Mm -hmm. in that. Um, I mentioned accreditation. Yes. 
diploma mills, they're usually um, shopping degrees from colleges that aren't accredited by a recognized institutional accreditor. Mm-hmm. Um, and accreditors, apparently, like, they keep colleges accountable to set standards. Oh, I'm glad you bring this up. I, I know all about accreditors, Elizabeth. I could tell you, I could wax poetic about it because it's a really integral component of the academic experience. And people don't understand that colleges without this accreditation, they could pose as we are seeing as anybody. And the accreditor <laughs> actually guarantees your education in a way as much as your teacher does. Sure. Yeah. No? I don't know. Well, Whatever. I'm glad you brought that up. Well, so, and it's like, I should say that just because a college is unaccredited yes. doesn't mean it's bad or fake. No, no. So, you know, it. but a, accreditation is important. Accreditation is like basically a certification of this stuff is what it says it yeah. is on the tin. And I think from my understanding, it's generally like sort of gatekeeping federal financial aid funds. Oh, too. interesting. Like, keeping I that probably should have brought that up. Of, yeah, you should have known these yeah. things. Um, for diploma mills, mm-hmm. since they don't have the seal of approval from an accreditor, Yes. They have to do other stuff that's going to make them look legit to students. Yes. So some will say that they're fully accredited, but the accreditor is another scam on its own. <laughs> there are accreditation mills. Okay. And so they make their websites look legit and uh-huh. they claim to be approved by the government okay. like, a, you know, an accreditor would be. Uh-huh. And then the college can link to that fake accreditor and students think it's all on the up and up. Of course, layers on layers. And other times the fake college will say that they are internationally recognized by organizations like UNESCO. Oh. And that sounds impressive. Sure. The problem is that UNESCO has no authority to recognize or accredit colleges. It's they just don't cultural have anything to do sites, it. right? Yeah, completely. Okay. So they're like, oh, that sounds, you know, That's, big though. Yeah. <laughs> so some diploma and degree mills, they like, they draw students in by telling them that work history and professional education can count towards a degree, which mm-hmm. in some cases which it can, is like true. I said. Yes. They might even have the student write a dissertation or a thesis. Of course, the papers are usually like four pages long and don't require a defense. Okay. Just turn it in. Another trick to make the place look legit is to use the following language in their promotional materials. They'll say degrees are, quote, attested and sealed for authenticity by government-appointed notary. Are you supposed to get a sealed <laughs> diploma? Well, it's like notarized. All it means is that the signature on the document has been verified. Oh, so yes. has nothing to do with the contents of the document. I could get a replica of, like, the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. sign it in front of a notary, get their stamp on it, boom, notarized. Yes, and the seal, of course, actually on the paper. It's not like it's been sealed in wax. Exactly. I misunderstood. Yeah. Yes, so thank you. Or that maybe they say it's sealed in wax. Who knows? So students, they either fall for the dupe Mm -hmm. um, or they're into the scam because the college uses names that sound legit um, and are easily confused with real colleges. Do you remember Dr. Dante? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hypnotize Dr. Dante. Exactly. He won his song, won Best Song. Mm -hmm. Um, He ran a diploma mill, if you'll recall, Columbia State University. Okay. because I talked about it then. Distance yeah. learning was all the rage yep. in the late 90s. Yeah. So he did correspondence courses by mail. He also did some online learning there. And he operated out of a mail drop in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. It's the one that higher ed expert John Baer said, quote, Columbia State University is a complete fake. There's no such university. The photograph on the cover of their catalog is of Notre Dame University in Indiana, <laughs> while administrative office number 231 is a three-inch square mailbox. Well, you know, education come in a lot it's of a ways, lot. a lot of you know, different shapes, different ways, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. Exactly. It's not one size fits all. What if you're saving money by using pictures of other colleges? <laughs> Here's a quick note about Dr. How Bear. environmental would that be? Exactly. Very environmental. You're so conscientious. Dr. Bear, yes. little aside on Please. him. 
He's listed all over as a higher education expert, mm-hmm. um, but I also stumbled onto a higher education distance learning conspiracy message board. Wait, what? <laughs> There's a post about him. Okay, say that all again. <laughs> higher education distance learning conspiracy <laughs> message board. It was just like too yes. much. It was too good. And I was just like, did someone make this just like to dupe me because it's it's they know I'd think this is hilarious. So someone on there wrote this article thing about uh, like alleging that John Bear isn't his real name and that mm-hmm. he secretly runs his diploma mills himself and he's trying to destroy the competition. <laughs> like it was a rabbit hole to be sure. And it was weird. And anyway, back to Columbia okay, State. Okay, back to so, Columbia State. My alma mater. Go on. <laughs> Remember at Columbia State University, a six to eight page thesis got you a master's degree. Yes. And a 12 page one got you a doctorate. Yes. And then both degrees could be completed in, I don't know, 27 days. <laughs> a long month. And maybe. the average was like two to four months. Okay. Yes. You could get a PhD for like three grand mm-hmm. and they let you haggle. Um, And that so he had Columbia State University. Some of the U.S. diploma mills, they use British sounding names like the ones I talked about Mm. earlier. Uh, These are similar but not identical to the names of actual universities. Like St. Exeter. Yeah, exactly. They they do this for two reasons. First, British universities are seen as uh, like superior, super rigorous. Of course. Yes. It's why we have British sounding actors always playing in historical movies because it's all. Yes, of course. Bass would sound British. And then there's the fact that they're far away and Mm -hmm. not likely to be like driven by or visited Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. average Americans. Yeah. Um, You can't go and take a selfie in front of, like, the school. Exactly. And so some examples of British-sounding names used by diploma mills are Shaftesbury University. Oh, yes. University of Dunham, Reading University, and Suffield University. Wait a minute. My ex went to that. (laughs) It's just, like, just off. Uh, Higher ed institutions in the U.S. have the URL suffix on their websites, Mm -hmm. .edu. Okay. Some diploma mills use an AC, top-level domain name. Like, uh, which resembles a genuine second level academic domain name like AC.UK. So, like, you know, for a UK university, it's, you know, .ac.uk. But the AC is actually the domain for Ascension Island. (laughs) And so this has become so prevalent that legit colleges are starting to register that AC domain for their institutions just to redirect to their real sites to prevent digital scammers from from, using it. Interesting. So what's it like to go to a diploma mill? Can you actually go to one? I guess so. Like, you you may have to buy textbooks. Okay. Uh, you might have to take some tests. Really? Yeah. Whether those are graded or not, who knows? But you actually have to like, pretend sometimes. to do some of the work. Yeah. Sometimes. It depends. It's on the flavor of it. Of course. Um, of course. You may have to write a paper and call it a dissertation. Oh, my God. What is this, college? Someone might read it. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe not. I would love to get my hands on some of the papers turned into those places. Oh, my God. You can crayon. I would probably have an aneurysm. Uh, you would 100% have an aneurysm. <laughs> the programs available are generally pretty squishy. Squishy as in, like, jello? I, I mean, they aren't hard sciences. Ah. So they lean on things that are, like, more vague or subjective or esoteric. And, like, sometimes it's total pseudoscience. Like the G- Oh, okay. Like PhDs in aromatherapy and astrology. Oh, yeah. Like, or anything obscure or lacking peer review. My friend and I, we invented a fake college for a while called Sandalwood uh, State College. And <laughs> we actually offered degrees in aromatherapy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. See? Just wanted to let you know that I've I've been working this scam myself. So. 
So go on. I taught at a community college that had a name very similar to a university that was well known, and mm-hmm. there were a lot of confusion. Yeah, I could see that. Um, who teaches at these diploma? Who mills? teaches at these, Elizabeth? Heck if I know. Uh, a student's never going to meet them because mm-hmm. uh, you know they don't have a campus. No one's actually going, going. No, no, physically exactly. Going. There's nowhere. Uh, they just to stand. you know, so they just sign off on assignments mm-hmm. or like for a price, a student can get a reference letter. It's like an a la carte system. So I love like, this. Yes. Why not? <laughs> if there are professors employed, their certification to teach is either a degree from that very fake institution okay. or something from somewhere else that's totally unrelated to any of the received degrees. So it's like if I started teaching advanced mathematics uh-huh. at Prof and Bottom Glen University, sure. uh-huh. like I'd sign you off on anything. Yeah. But like, do you ever have any like disgraced teachers who've like also fallen to this Probably. point where they're like, you know, Basically cashing out. Probably, exactly. Well, and like if there's a faculty directory on the college website with like really robust professor bios, Mm -hmm. it's likely stolen from the website of a real university. (laughs) So you wonder like who, you know, what other places are they? Uh, No professors means no classrooms, really. Of course, naturally. Um, In order to be accredited, colleges have to provide library and student support services. Mm -hmm. And for online work, there has to be evidence of what they call regular and substantive interaction. Okay, regular and substantive. So they actually have to have face face to face time. Not face to face, but for like distance education. But for, I'm saying to, Zoom calls. Yeah, you have Zoom to like calls have or presence. Any kind of communication with your instructor yeah, and exactly. your fellow students. Yeah, you're not just like plugging in and they they do automated tests. And... Let me tell you, this is very important to accreditors. They're always talking about student outcomes, and this is something that's very important to oh, them. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, important. Oh, yeah, because okay. the face-to-face time is a way for you to gauge that. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> all that evidence of uh, interaction yes. isn't true, obviously, at a no. mill. There's no library. There's what? no registrar's office, no counselors, no labs. And then the address, for the most part, is like a post box okay. and a mail forwarding service or like a suite number. So Wouldn't when, it be great, though, if they had like a swim team? Like, they have nothing but Why a not? swim team. You know, like, like just like, get, have you like go a, down to the pool, they actually have people there swimming. We should swimming. get sweatshirts made for yeah. these fake these fake colleges. I'm telling you, Sandalwood State College, I can get you merch. We have the whole, <laughs> we already got the thing going. I should have told you about this earlier. So, like, when someone writes a doctoral thesis or mm-hmm. a dissertation at a legitimate university, sure. it's available from University Microfilms International, which is a national repository, mm-hmm. or the institution's own library. Correct. That's not true for the mills. Um, at most colleges, the motto for faculty is publish or perish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to be writing scholarly articles, conducting research, or mm-hmm. for the arts, creating works in order to keep your job. Oh, yeah, yeah. At diploma mills, there's either none of that or it's faked. <laughs> okay. And a red flag is that tuition and fees are charged by the degree. So students don't pay by units per semester. You just do a flat fee for the whole thing. <laughs> That's a problem. Uh, okay, I got to remember that. That's a red flag. <laughs> they don't market themselves at college fairs or like in regular areas. Mm-hmm. It's generally like spam emails. Yes. And the emails often like urge students, enroll now before tuition or fees in- are increased. Now, like, that's not how it works. Is like University of Phoenix part of this? Would you say that they... That's they've... a touchy subject. They're not technically... There are... I, they're not technically, we'll put it that way. <laughs> um, so they, but they urge you to get the early bird special. Okay. Uh, you know, enroll now. Um, the marketing materials, the college catalog, the website usually have all sorts of like spelling and grammar errors. Hmm. And they love putting stuff in Latin. <laughs> of course. Well, my diploma is in Latin, by the way. Yes. Like, did I get scammed? Um, <laughs> but so that's, it makes it look fancy. It puts an edge on it. So um, it's the patina you want. Exactly. Yeah, get, put it in Latin. So we know. 
about like what a diploma or degree mill looks like. Sure. Let's take a break. Okay. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about some of the biggest offenders and how the law came a calling. Quo va. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. Hey. Hey. Diploma Mills. Yes, my alma mater. They've been around forever. Uh-huh. Uh, in 2004, FBI Special Agent Otho uh, Allen Ezel. Wait, what? Yeah. Is he also fake? Ezel. Uh, okay, he, Ezel. I love this. <laughs> my neck and my back. He yeah, testified you know. to the House Subcommittee on 21st Century Competitiveness. Okay. Quote, Degree mills are not just a recent problem, Ezel told the committee. We have had them in the United States since about 1835. <laughs> wow. As long as we have a credential conscious society where the degree you possess gets you the promotion or salary increase, then we will have degree mills. This is education fraud and no different from any other fraud. <laughs> 1835 is older than the camera. Oh, yeah. We've had degree mills longer than we've had cameras. Yes, exactly. <laughs> In 1978, Mike Wallace, reporter for 60 Minutes. Yes, oh yeah. Love. Oh yeah, hard uh, hard Mike Wallace. He did an expose where he interviewed the owner of California Pacifica University. Okay. And uh, a suspected diploma mill. And the guy was arrested (laughs) mid-interview. 
And he like wound up pleading guilty to multiple counts of mail fraud. He did time. Did Mike Wallace time that? He like he did he dime him out to the cops? I know you can find him. Yeah, basically. (laughs) I'll tell you this when we're recording. Show up an hour after I get set up. Um, Uh. Authorities shut down Dallas State College in Texas in 1975. Okay, the owners turned around. And almost immediately opened up as Jackson State University <laughs> in California. In California? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like Jackson up in the gold country. Oh, right, right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking of like, uh, you know, yeah, Mississippi. So then the post office shut down their mail there mm-hmm. and they disappeared, but they popped up again as John Quincy Adams University in Oregon. I love this whack-a-mole oh, of like Grimmel. That is the of best the description yeah. of this. Total whack-a-mole. Um, it took 12 more years before the Dallas State perps were finally brought to justice. Uh-huh. It was the FBI and their joint task force with the IRS and the U.S. Postal Service. See? Oh, wow. They done did it because yep. all this stuff is through the mail. Oh, yeah. You're screwed. Yeah. There's this little something that they all got together and called Operation Diploma Scam, otherwise known as Dip Scam. <laughs> Operation Dip Scam. Dip scam. <laughs> okay. So for 11 years... They cracked down on these mills. 11 years. 16 federal search warrants. Whoa. 19 federal grand jury indictments and 21 convictions. Wow. Pretty good. Um, along the way, the head of operations for Operation Dip Scam, mm-hmm. Special Agent Ezel, <laughs> yes. he, he bought he bought personally, personally 10 bachelor's degrees, okay. 19 master's degrees, four PhDs, and two MDs. He's so educated. From various I mean, he really is. He's a scholar and a gentleman. His wall is filled. Just a- according to Ezel. Frame businesses see him coming. They're like, oh, we're getting a boat. <laughs> There were more than 2,000 <laughs> diploma mills at the time. Oh, jeez. And more than 200 unrecognized accreditors. And some of them were operated by the same person. You know I'm getting you for your birthday? <gasps> Giving you a hint. It's yeah. coming in. And you can be suitable for framing. I need a PhD. Uh, so, and then I can just be Dr. Dutton. Exactly. And just use that for everything. Dr. That's Duton. You change um, your last name, how you pronounce it, <laughs> Duton, too. Duton. Like, uh, of the tuna. Um <laughs> So it all it all started in 1980, um, the dip scam, too, when mm-hmm. the Charlotte field office of the FBI started looking into Southeastern University in Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. This sounds like an established, lauded university, Southeastern University. Home of the Bull Weevils. Green Lawns. I used to root for them. Home of the Bull Weevils. Listen to the radio games. It's actually a degree mill run out of a small two-bedroom house. And so the man who owned and ran the place actually invited Ezel and another agent who posed as a student to tour the operation. Come over to the student union. It's yeah. here in my living room. So he's like, come into my little two-bedroom house. He shows them the student records. Here's Greek row. Here's... <laughs> he, shows them, he shows them the fake diplomas, the seals, the ribbons. All of this is later going to get seized by the FBI. And so he's just laying it out here. Yeah, so like pick up color of the ribbon. <laughs> Which would you like? 171 of Southeastern's 620, quote, graduates Mm -hmm. were employed by federal, state, or local governments. Wow. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, almost we're getting close to a third of the Yeah. So much for a vetting process, right? So some of the students, they're in on the con. They wanted to use the diploma to get a raise, secure a specific job. Yeah, exactly. Others were a little naive. Oh, they thought they got yeah, a degree? Yeah, there was, there was a security guard in Texas. He said he bought a BA in law enforcement from Southwestern uh-huh. University in Tucson uh-huh. for 500 bucks okay. in 1982 because he, quote, wanted something to hang on my wall and feel proud about. Oh, honey. Yeah. He could have he just bought a star. I mean, that's a similar scam. <laughs> exactly. 
point. So what clued him off that the diploma wasn't legit mm-hmm. was that his transcripts showed that he got good grades in courses like trigonometry, but he didn't take any trig or most of the other courses listed on the transcript with his name on it. So he took some, like, he filled out tests, like correspondence education, and mm-hmm. they were just like, whatever, they have one transcript they send out to people. So that's the thing, though. You aren't just really buying the diploma. You're buying the transcripts. Yes. Um, you know, that's what you really need to get the job. That's going to be you something know, that you use as proof. Yeah. yeah if you're in a if you're in a, an industry where they want to know, like, you know, your degrees, generally they want to see the transcripts. It's like civil engineering. <laughs> like civil engineering. They're not going to say, just like, take a picture of your show diploma. Show me your diploma. Yeah. They want the transcripts. And so Dipscam... Uh, they shut down 20 diploma mills. Mm-hmm. Um, 1983, a 79-year-old Arkansas man named George Lyon, he got sentenced to a year in prison and fined $2,000 after he sold Agent Ezel five phony degrees. Okay. Uh, Ezel said, quote, I complained to him because a diploma I'd gotten in the mail was damaged. He sat there and forged another one for me right on the spot. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's fine. I'll give you another one. I got a good pen. <laughs> so 1984, John Blazer pleaded guilty to mail fraud for sending out degrees from his bogus universities of East Georgia and the Bahama Islands. But wait, his name is real? John Blazer? John Blazer. Wow. John Blaze. Oh, John uh, Blazer. <laughs> and so... Uh, Next time I freestyle, that's what I'm going to be. John Blazer. I mean, you know yeah. stuff, stuff rhymes with Blazer? Oh, my God, I anyway, know. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Uh, he got two years in prison. Yes. Um, the investigations, they're slow going. Because okay. it can take a couple years. Yeah, you to, said 11 years for the... Yeah, it can take a couple years to prove up mail and mm-hmm. wire fraud. I got you. And then by that time, these collegiate con artists, they've moved on. Oh, yeah. Um, they set up the new location, whack them all, and they get things rolling. Charles Durham of Seneca, South Carolina... He got charged with mail fraud in connection with three diploma mills. Am I noticing a trend that a lot of these are in the South? Okay, just wanted in South Carolina. Yes, South Carolina specifically, but I did notice a lot. Yeah, it's questionable. Anyway, Um, he had this interesting defense of his diploma mills. He said that his diplomas, which cost a thousand dollars for a doctorate. Uh were only, quote, expensive novelties. So it's like something you get from Spencer's gift. <laughs> you like when you go into those uh, pennies stamped and it says like, oh, you're at the, yeah. uh, you know, whatever, Seattle. And yeah, you're exactly. like, here's the skyline. His it's lawyer, like that, but a diploma. But a diploma. His lawyer said, quote, people who bought these diplomas knew exactly what they were getting. And I don't think the FBI can show otherwise. <laughs> well, yeah, but I you're think- still selling them. Operation Dipscam's first targets mm-hmm. um, were actually fake medical schools. So oh. when you buy a fake degree in like numerology or criminal justice, yes. you know, you're duping an employer or a customer, but at the end of the day, there's like no physical harm. Yeah. That's not true with fake medical schools. Not at all. That's dangerous. That's that's a big O. Yeah. And like once the operation was underway, uh-huh. the FBI, they're able to quickly shut down the two worst medical schools, <laughs> Johann Kepler School of Medicine. And United American Medical College. Wait, I went there. I know. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're yeah. telling me I'm my medical I'm degree from America? I'm going to call all your patients. <laughs> no. um, but so Dipscan, though, their largest case yes. came to its climax in October of 1987. Okay. Zarin. Yes. Close your eyes. <gasps> oh, you snuck it up on me. Yes, my eyes are closed. I want you to picture it. Yes. You are a bailiff at the federal courthouse in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a beautiful October day. The leaves are changing and the air is crisp in the Queen City. You are assigned to courtroom three. It's day 12 of the trial of seven defendants charged with mail fraud, aiding and abetting, and conspiracy. They ran a bunch of fake colleges. Roosevelt University, Loyola University, Cromwell University, 
University of England at Oxford, <laughs> Lafayette University, DePaul University, and Southern California University, as well as several fake accrediting agencies. They all sounded like legit places to you, but what you know, whatever. Southern California University. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, you've been told that the prosecution plans to call a bunch of witnesses, and all told, more than 100 people will testify during hmm. the trial. They got witnesses from Europe testifying England, France, Belgium, German, Holland. It's a it's a big one, is what I'm trying to say. So today, higher ed expert John Baer, the Dr. Dante guy and the conspiracy website, um, he's appearing as an expert witness and observer. You're stationed at the back of the courtroom, waiting for the judge to enter and the trial to begin again for the day. As a smattering of folks settle into the gallery and attorneys on both sides shuffle papers at their desks before the bench, you hear a loud commotion out in the hall. Should I be telling people to take their seats? Yeah, well, you're nosy, so you step out into the hall. Of course. You and the other court staff knew this was coming, but in person it's nuts. Cameras clicking, reporters shouting questions, supporters singing hymns, detractors shouting insults. That's all going on outside the courthouse doors, but you can hear it from where you are inside. You watch as the main courthouse doors open. The commotion is thunderous. A small group of people flanked by deputies push into the courthouse, leaving the melee behind. You see two heads in the middle of the group, both hairsprayed to beat 40, <laughs> one face plastered with makeup. You can see the eyelashes a mile away. The group smooths themselves out and then slips into courtroom two, right next to yours. A woman standing next to you asks you who that is. Lady, you say? We just watched Jim and Tammy Faye Baker enter the building. <gasps> who? She asks. Has she been living <laughs> under a rock? You tell her that Jim Baker is a televangelist who bilked his flock out of the funds that he used then to pay off affairs and live a lavish lifestyle. He's in court for embezzlement and fraud. An affair? The woman asks. <laughs> and right on time, there's another commotion outside the courtroom. This time, the figure that pushes through the boisterous crowd and into the silence of the courthouse hallway is a brunette who looks more like an 80s video vixen than a church secretary. That's Jessica Hahn, <gasps> you tell the woman next to you. Va, va, voom, she replies. That's who that little twerpy guy had an affair with? <laughs> Not an affair, you tell the woman. Jessica Hahn is an assault victim, you tell her, plain and simple, but you're pretty sure she'll get crucified in the press. You tell the woman that Hahn got a quarter million dollar payoff for her silence, and the Charlotte Observer newspaper got wind of the story. Their investigation revealed two sets of books and a ton of accounting irregularities, and that's what brought them here. And what's your case, she asks. In courtroom three, you tell her it's a bunch of fake colleges on trial. <laughs> interesting, she says. Totally, but not as interesting as those bozos, you say, gesturing toward courtroom two. Which is why, Aaron, there's not a whole lot of press coverage of the college fraud case. Of course, they got overshadowed uh -huh. huge time. It is wall-to-wall -wall Jim and Tammy Faye, both locally to Charlotte uh -huh. and nationally Nash of as course. well. So there are little pieces leading up to you it. You heard my gas. Yeah. Those are legit. And you get the sense that this was the college thing was going to be a big story, and then uh -huh. boom, blows up. So... Two of the minor players uh, at the college trial, they had their cases dismissed due to lack of definitive evidence. Um, the other five main defendants found guilty by the jury on all 27 counts of mail fraud, aiding and abetting conspiracy. They were sentenced to prison terms ranging from two to seven years. Okay. Uh, but again, like the press was like chugging along. Jim and Tammy Faye happen. Everything kind of derails. And then it's really only in like higher education press that you're finding. Mm -hmm. So um, remember in the very top, UDP, the university degree program, the granddaddy of all diploma operations. Of course. 
UDP was owned by Jason and Carolyn Abraham of Brooklyn, New York. Okay. They were also known by their Hebrew names, Yaakov and Shia Rochelle. Okay. Uh, they started their operation in the 90s, 1990s. Right. And they recruited, quote, students um, over the phone from call centers in Romania and Israel. Wow. And they also, they didn't just sell diplomas. They uh-huh. sold fake international driver's licenses. What? Yeah. So the telemarketers were paid on commission and they got performance-based bonuses. <laughs> and they had a lot of power. Like they could offer degrees on whatever program of study you wanted. They're cutting the prices. They're, they're slinging they're deals. Creating, I'll give you a physics degree and a math degree for $85. Creating academic programs right there. Okay. Yeah. So the Abrahams, they made sure that there was background cover for sure. their fake colleges. So they had all these websites for the institutions. A layer of obfuscation. Yes. If you bought a degree, you didn't know which of these, quote, universities was, was going to issue the degree. Ah. You just knew I'm getting a PhD in physics. It's like buying a flight with Delta. <laughs> yeah. You, who knows what plane is going to be at the gate? Well, that's just so like you wait and then when the diploma arrives, oh, I guess I went to Sheffield. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so it's probably, my guess is it's like what, whichever one they have the most blanks left over for. They just talk <laughs> around the top get. of the pile. Whoop. And UDP, they sent letters to customers that said, quote, the policy of not disclosing the name of the university protects you <laughs> against unscrupulous individuals who do not approve of self-study and lifestyle improvement. You want plausible We're deniability. That's what you're looking for And they for said they also did it to avoid, quote, bad publicity. So over okay. the years, UDP sold more than 30,000 degrees President of Liberia got one. Wait, that was the guy at the top. All right, okay. Uh, I didn't think it was the real president of Liberia. Yeah, George Way, president of Liberia. Yeah, but I thought that was a scam. Like he was like, "Hi, I'm George Way, president of Liberia." The real president. The real president has one of these degrees. The couple made more than a hundred million dollars. A hundred million dollars. Thirty thousand of these degrees. A hundred million dollars in two thousand three for all for scam degrees. Uh huh. Just for paper. Yeah, just paper. And the illusion. And look where it got a lot of these people. So the U.S. Federal Trade Commission. We've really reduced the value of education if you can just down to this completely um they got together with british government authorities they Mm -hmm. went after udp um for both uh the degrees as well as those fake international driver's licenses oh yeah yeah. got to get them on that too and then the ftc and the israeli government authorities they shut down the call center operation in jerusalem Mm -hmm. Uh, the FTC complaint cited, quote, deceptive acts or practices in or affecting commerce. And the <laughs> Abrahams, they turned over $100,000 in profits, and then they promised we're going to stop selling degrees. So they got to keep $99 million, 90, yes. 99,000. Yes. I promise we're not going to do it again. I'm doing the math again on air. So but then do it. 2004, uh-huh. the Chronicle of Higher Education, they pointed something out. There was email advertising that looked a lot like UDPs out there. And the phone banking was pretty much identical (laughs) to their script. And this is after they agreed to close up shop. And so (laughs) the Oregon Office of Degree Authorization, which I didn't even know exist, they chimed in that some of the websites that appeared to be UDP programs, Uh products or clones, remained in operation. Now, is the Oregon Office of Degree Authentication, they legitimate? Apparently. How will I know? Who Who knows? Who authenticates the authenticators? I don't trust anyone anymore. Who accredits the accreditors? (laughs) So it looks like um, this was all reported, but I'm not really sure what came of it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find anything about them beyond 2010. Sure. But I'm going to guess that they're still out there doing this. I'm betting that this mole has whacked again. Yes. Or however that plays. (laughs) 
there. Let's take a break. Okay. Uh, when we come back, I'll have more examples of fake diplomas for you, but these are way more fun. Oh, yeah. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 Uh, I've had some smart dogs and cats in my lifetime. Are you talking to me? Yeah. No, I'm just talking to myself. (laughs) Just just bragging. You're just like, hey, Elizabeth, you know what I like about us? Some some weren't so smart. Like Uh my dog Casey, Uh who was just empty behind the eyes, like a big old Rottweiler. Known a lot of dogs like that. Nothing but a cool breeze. I've known some people like that. Yeah. Yeah, Cool breeze between the ears. Totally. Most of my dogs have been pretty clever. How so? Um, Some more than others. I had a dog named Wallace who was a total genius. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned Wallace. Yeah, yeah. like a shaggy Sky Terrier mutt. He'd Mm. stand on his hind legs and use his front paws to open doors huh. with like the turning doorknob. Oh, turn the doorknob. Not oh, yeah. just like push the no, door no, no, open no. from he a high turn, leverage point. He would like twist the knob in wow. between his paws and then like then, waltz in a room. Like, it was really, or back it up into him and then walk it. Totally. It was really freaky to watch. I love that guy. Lived to be 17 years old. Wow. Anyway, um, one of the ways that investigators caught diploma mills was by having them issue degrees to pets. Hmm. Because there's no way the fake college can dispute that. Why would they ever be issuing <laughs> degrees to pets? Right. Well, okay, let's start with the basics. Kitty O'Malley. Uh, okay. Sound- Is that a, a cat? Well, it sounds like a nice girl. <laughs> okay. Kitty O'Malley was really a cat named Spanky. Okay. 
So in 19... 19- Wait, Kitty O'Malley was a cat named Spanky? Cat, yeah, how great that is that? Well, because name? you can't put Spanky on the application. <laughs> but the cat wasn't named Kitty O'Malley? No, it was named Spanky. So in 1973, okay. the Lakeland, Florida newspaper, The uh-huh. Ledger... Oh, great, yeah. Uh, they went to Washington High Academy to uh-huh. get Kitty a high school diploma. Okay. And the newspaper tried to use the diploma to get Kitty into, like, area colleges, but that, did, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, they needed full transcripts and test scores and, like, an essay or whatever. But okay. the fact that a cat got a high school diploma was enough for the state attorney general's office to launch an investigation. From this one news story? Yeah. Wow. Another high school grad by dubious means was Oreo Collins. <laughs> Born in 2007, Oreo was or is, I don't, I probably was, well, a tuxedo point? cat. <laughs> and those are so cute. I know a tuxedo cat named Penny. Yeah. Oreo, which is not a particularly original name for a tuxedo cat, <laughs> not um, at all. got a diploma from Jefferson High School online in 2009. Okay. And obviously they lied about her age. <laughs> Who got this cat a diploma? Is a two-year-old gets a high school diploma? What is that? Really intelligent. Uh, this guy, Kelvin Collins, uh-huh. he worked for the Better Business Bureau of Central Georgia and he was conducting a sting. Busted, got him because <laughs> of old uh, Oreo Collins. Another high school grad, Molly. Mm-hmm. Uh, last name redacted. <laughs> February of 2012, reporters from Houston television station KHOU, they got a... Yes, an uh, investigative news team? Uh-huh. Yes. They got a high school diploma and uh-huh. official transcript from Lincoln Academy for their photographer's basset hound, Molly. <laughs> and basset hounds are cute, yes. but they're also potentially really stinky. I just need to oh, editorialize just throw that there. out there in case anyone's yeah. in the market. Yeah. So the Action News team, they paid $300 mm-hmm. after filling out what they called a, quote, laughable, easy take-home test. <laughs> The news team was tipped off to Lincoln Academy by a homeschooling advocacy group that was trying to, like, root out phony operations that makes mm-hmm. homeschooling look bad. Mm-hmm. Next up, Wally Brancato. Wally, Wally Brancato. got an associate's degree. Okay. And that was in 2004. A man named Peter Brancato with the Albany, New York television no station. Relation? Wally and Peter Brancato? Oh, there, you'll find out. Okay. WRGB. Uh-huh. Uh, Peter. Yes. Um, he he works for this television station. He applied to and received an associate's degree from Almeida University. Ah. But see, Peter didn't, but his dog Wally did. I got you. Yeah. Okay. So here's what Brancato put on Wally's application. Quote, plays with the kids every day, teaches them to interact better with each other, teaches them responsibilities like feeding the dog. <laughs> and so Al- Almeida University granted Wally a, quote, life experience associate degree <laughs> in childhood development. Yes. Early childhood development, I imagine. Yeah. The investigation aired and it was a hit. Almeida University, though, was not pleased. No, no. Um, they said that Brancato perjured himself by creating a false identity using a fabricated name and date of birth. They were going to fight this uh-huh. one. Uh-huh. They're like, sue me, sue you. <laughs> okay. And Almeida University representative said, quote, he completed an application that included a Background of the following, eight years tutoring pre-K children, curriculum design and development, teaching coping skills, and volunteer coaching. I say dogs can do all of those things. Totally. And I also yeah. I think that you can get a degree for this. Yeah, you totally can. <laughs> Wally, though, yes. uh, popped up again in March 2008. Oh. He didn't transfer and, and get a bachelor's. No. He was featured in a Lake Geneva, Wisconsin mayoral campaign political cartoon. It was a picture of him mm-hmm. and a dialogue bubble that said, I graduated with Bill Chesson. Because mayoral candidate oh, Bill yes. Chesson listed a bachelor's <laughs> degree from Almeida University among his accomplishments. 
And I'm also curious, was Bill Chesson AKC registered? <laughs> Bill, not Bill, Bill, contact um, us. So, so then, wait a minute. Whoever was the political operative oh, who caught that oh, one, genius. they read a lot of news and that you need uh-huh. that person in your operation. Oh, that's incredible. amazing. And that's a great... They're like, what was the name of that college? Yeah, uh, the, can- I the cartoon. I know that. Um, Zarin, I'd yes. like you to meet Zoe D. Katz. Zoe, Zoe D. Katz. Certified hey. hypnotherapist. Okay. Uh, Zoe D. Katz, Zoe the cat in German, Uh um, was owned by psychologist Steve Eichel. Mm -hmm. And Eichel got a psychotherapy certification for his cat from the American Psychotherapy Association, as well as a bunch of hypnotherapy credentials from other organizations. Zoe has become a cited case study for those researching credentialing scams, and she's even appeared in textbooks. Wow. Look Zoe. At, look what she can do. Another hypno-cat, yes. George Jackson, uh-huh. registered hypnotherapist. George is also a cat. In 2009, Chris Jackson, mm-hmm. host of the BBC show Inside Out, Northeast, and Cumbria, registered his cat, George, as a hypnotherapist. Okay. Chris created a fake certificate from a non-existing institution and used it to register with three professional organizations, the British Board of Neurolinguistic Programming, the United Fellowship of Hypnotherapists, and the Professional Hypnotherapy Practitioner Association. (laughs) None of them checked the transcripts or the records. They just certified the cat. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And this was part of a BBC investigation. Who consulted on the show? Uh Steve Eichel, owner of fellow cat hypnotherapy. Zoe D. Katz. I like There's it. There's a whole network Team now. up. On, yeah, exactly. At this point, they have each other to lean on. Yeah, exactly. So moving up the achievement ladder, uh-huh. we meet Lulu Howard. Oh, Lulu Howard. B Sky B Limited uh-huh. versus HP Enterprise Services UK Limited was a 2010 case in the England and Wales High Court. Huh. So B Sky B, British Sky Broadcasting yes, Sky Limited. Broadcasting, uh-huh. Um, they provided satellite broadcasting and, uh, you know, related services. The yeah. defendants, HP Enterprise Services UK Limited, they provided IT services, internet technology services, oh, okay. information technology services. All right, so they're the IT guys. Yeah, so the whole thing centered around the procurement of a new customer relationship management system so that B-Sky-B could provide improved service to its customers, focused on telephone contact between customers and the customer advisors at Sky call centers. Okay. So B-Sky-B selected HP. HP Enterprise to build out the system and like things didn't go so well. Okay. It's very dry. And you're asking Elizabeth, where are the cutie pups? Elizabeth, I'm noticing no cutie pups. Right. Where are they? Where? Bring me the cutie pups. I'd like top shelf cutie pups. <laughs> the, the ones in the caps and the gowns holding diplomas, uh-huh. those cutie pups. Yes. I want you to hold tight. Please. The defendant's key witness had an MBA from Concordia College in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Okay. That's that hinky right there, though. Um, so, but that was not impressive to Mark Howard, a member of the legal team for B Sky B. I'm with Mark Howard. He smelled a fake. So he went out and got a degree from mm-hmm. Concordia for his dog, Lulu. <laughs> Lulu got better grades than the key witness. So I'm thinking Mark paid more for that. The judge found that the witness had lied. All hell broke loose. And the story is now a thing of legend in the British legal community. Oh, really? Yeah, because here he's like, oh, so you're an expert witness. This is your credentials. Mm-hmm. How about my dog has better degree? Yeah. Could you imagine being a lawyer and then like just in the dropping that, that moment? You set it all up. You got the thing. That you're already, is... the guy sets into your, he steps right into your trap and you're like, oh. Yeah, Barbara. Your never. hands are shaking practically. Yeah, exactly. Um, Barbara would never. <laughs> another one to complete a degree on the yes. road to gainful employment was Maxwell Sniffingwell. 
Maxwell's sniffing well. So Dr. Mm. Ben Mays, a veterinarian in Clinton, Arkansas, he got a degree in theriogenology from Belford University on behalf of an English bulldog named Maxwell Sniffingwell. Oh, of course, yes. What is uh, theriogenology? Elizabeth, what is theriogenology? Yeah. It's basically veterinary reproductive medicine and surgery. Oh, so it's like gynecology for dogs? Uh, I suppose so, yeah. So the uh, almost husbandry, I would imagine. Oh, right? more like husbandry. Um, okay, so, so but like the surgery part of it. And that's what I was thinking. The anyway. application included his work as a reproductive specialist, noting his quote natural ability in theriogenology and quote experimental work with felines. Was this one of those I got credit for my life experiences? Yeah, where he's like, I've been birthing babies for a yeah, while. This was the, yeah, and his, but this is for the dog. This is the sure, dog. I has, know the birthing dog babies has experimental work with felines. Yeah, his understanding of the merits of specialization despite a desire to, quote, do them all. <laughs> uh, he got a diploma, transcript, letter of recommendation after uh, the vet paid $549 to the university. He declined the offer to be made an honor student for another 75 bucks. Oh, well, you yeah. know. Uh, MBAs are popular degrees among pets. Um, take Pete for Pete's sake. Okay. Uh, Pete was a four-year-old male, short-haired, half greyhound, half terrier. Ah, I was going to ask. And he lived in the Battersea Dogs and Cats home in London. He was a shelter pup. Um, and Pete was on his way up in the world, though, right? Oh, he's moving. The BBC investigative program Newsnight was looking into the American University of London, AUOL. They got a tip that AUOL was not on the up and up. Mm -hmm. So Newsnight found hundreds of senior executives that said that they had degrees from AUOL. The program drew up a one-page fake uh, resume for a management consultant named Peter Smith, okay. known as Pete, living in South London, which included 15 years of fake work experience, mm -hmm. a fictitious undergrad degree from a UK university, mm -hmm. and then Newsnight sent Pete's CV to AUOL, along with a completed application for a master's in business, an MBA, and the 50-pound application fee. Mm -hmm. And so this is going to be, like, credit for prior learning. Yeah, like that, okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, so... AUOL um, asks for applicants to provide photocopies of previous qualifications and a photograph of themselves. <laughs> um, Newsnight was unable to provide either since the qualifications didn't exist and the applicant was a dog. <laughs> they didn't send it. And they still, four days after they send in what they have of the application, AUOL sent Pete an email saying that his application for a degree based on previous experience had been successful. Oh, and good luck. once the go, university Pete. had received his $4,500 pound, yes. fee, he would be registered as an MBA graduate within about two weeks. 4500 Yeah. So the Newsnight reporter called back to check whether Pete would be required to submit any work. Mm -hmm. And the university representative said, quote, no, no, apparently the APEL, which is the Accreditation of Previous Experiential Learning <laughs> Board, awarded him the full degree immediately based on his qualification and his professional experience. So he doesn't have to do any courses. They were very impressed. They said that he was, was a good boy. He's like the a best. very good boy. Very good boy. <laughs> good job, Petey. Um, as for the hundreds of senior executives with AUOL yeah, so alumni you're saying status. Senior executives across London and across. Yeah. Okay. Newsnight named names. Oh, and a snap. bunch of them were blacklisted. It was oh, amazing. I bet. It was nice. Um, <laughs> you I, love it. I did love that. Another high achieving MBA was Colby Nolan. Okay. Colby Nolan was a house cat, <laughs> but not just any house cat. He belonged to a deputy attorney general. 
Oh. And thanks to Deputy uh, Attorney General, uh, Colby got an MBA in 2004 from Trinity Southern University, a Dallas-based diploma mill. So first, the agents got the then six-year-old feline a bachelor's degree in business administration for like 300 bucks. Okay. Six years old. Cat prodigy, Zarin. <laughs> Colby's application— You didn't see some of his pitches. I mean, his I business plans were the uncanny. Acumen, acumen off the charts. Uh, the application that Colby turned in said he had taken courses at a community college, that he worked at a fast food restaurant, babysat, and had a newspaper route. I heard it also included scratch and sniff stickers. Yes, and a 3.5 GPA. Oh, okay. Uh, so the institution tells Colby that due to the job experience listed on his application, don't forget, so it's a community college, a paper route, yeah. fast, like McDonald's and babysitting. Mm, sure. Um, <laughs> he's eligible for an executive MBA that he could obtain for another hundred bucks. Wow! Look at that and business world. You move so fast. Yeah, right. And so they recognize talent. If you can babysit, you could run a exactly. Fortune 500 company. <laughs> probably, I think is what they're saying. True. Um, so once Colby had his degree, Pennsylvania Attorney General Jerry Pappert filed a lawsuit against Trinity Southern University, December 2004. Mm -hmm. The Texas Attorney General obtained a temporary restraining order under the Texas Deceptive Trade Practices Act against Trinity Southern and its owners. And then the court also froze the assets hmm. of the school. Good for them. Um, the owners had to pay $100,000 in fines, uh, were ordered not to market or promote fraudulent substandard degree programs or represent their university as being accredited or affiliated with legitimate universities. So they make all these millions and then they have to pay $100,000. And every time they're like, okay, pay us like a hundred <sighs> grand and then say you're not going to do it again. Yeah, please. Promise me you're because not going to do it again. Because we've totally incentivized that by making you pay us the amount <laughs> for stamps. Well, and okay, so we talked about high school diplomas, associate's degrees, MBAs. That's bad enough. But as we said, the terrifying fake degrees. Medical. Fake medical school degrees. And I have yes. a pet one for that, too. Oh, do you? Sunny. In 2007, mm -hmm. the Australian Broadcasting Corporation comedy show, The Chasers Wore on Everything, went after diploma. Mills. I like how this is just a bit everywhere. Everywhere. Like, what if we do? We, do we not totally. have anything for Thursday? Go look into diploma. So, do you have a cat? The host got a medical degree online for his dog, Sonny. Uh -huh. Dr. Sonny. Dr. Sonny, of course. Um, the degree came from a notorious diploma mill, Ashwood University. <laughs> and the application cited Sonny's supposed like work experience, which included, quote, significant proctology experience <laughs> sniffing other dogs' bums. Oh, like they just wrote it out like that. <laughs> and even with that in the application, he still got the degree. And I, I, they only care about the money on it. So Ashwood University has since been listed as a non-accredited degree supplier in the states of Michigan, Oregon, and Texas. You think a dog could get an archaeology degree for all that digging? 100%. Right? Let's do it. with bones, Let's do like, it. into copper lights. I mean, it's just... Well, and if you go to the doctor uh -huh. and the diploma on their wall is from Ashwood University. Yes, run. The first thing you do is make sure that they write you scripts for whatever it is you want. No, I'm going and out the then, window. Then you book it out the window. Okay. Then you run for it. I don't want to be involved with that doctor on paper at all. Well, just get the scripts and run. No, I don't think they really. Where'd you, you get these? You didn't know. You didn't do you know. Do you think I can fake plausible deniability? <laughs> Look at me. I've got degrees from Asherwood University. <laughs> Zaren, what's your ridiculous takeaway? Um, 
You know, this is not, you know, not to be too serious, but it's really sad to hear that we have reduced a degree to just something you flash so mm-hmm. people think they can go and buy one and nobody's like, I'm going to look into that. It's like, oh, there it is. Let's check that box. Yeah, exactly. So they get $3,500, they get the box checked, and then now they're like, you know, the head accountant at, uh, at whatever, some telecom or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, and it means less and less all I guess the not time. an accountant because accountants actually do have to get certified. But well, the, an MBA. Or the MBA, sure yeah. I'm saying get, some of the business, any of these. somebody on the C-suite, I don't yeah, right. I I feel like it means less and less all the time. That especially if you're dropping rigor, then it really yes. like on legitimate colleges. But yes. like, yeah, it means. Think less how much and your less. college experience meant to you in terms of like forming who you are, how you are, and, and the imprimatur means something. And mm-hmm. then now we reduce it to: Do you have a stamp? And do you have yeah, some exactly. paper? Just exactly. come up with something that has a lot of syllables. Yeah. People will believe that. <laughs> I want to get a PhD. What's your ridiculous takeaway, Elizabeth? I want Elizabeth? a fake PhD. That's my ridiculous I told you that you're getting that for your birthday. That's It's okay, going to be suitable perfect. for framing. You're going to love it. It'd perfect, be great. Perfect. Uh, hey, Captain D, can you give me a talk back? Talk back. Oh, my God. Did he just say that? OMG. Hey, this is Kelly, longtime listener. Enjoy the show. So on the subject of doing math on air, there's a great local uh, show here in Little Rock, Arkansas, Corey and Patrick, um, sadly just ended. But one of their number one rules was you never do math on the air because for some reason you can never math when put on the spot or on the air. So I say it's not just never math on the air, just never math. No, but Corey and Patrick are 100% right. I yes. failed earlier in the show. I mean, look, boom, there you go. <laughs> I can't do math. I'm with you. I can't do math <laughs> ever. But I don't want to say that for the kids, yeah. you know? But do don't, math, kids. But it's gonna, you're going to put pressure on yourself in do public. Do math and get a legitimate degree in it. There you go. How about that? Boom. That's it. That's all we have. You Hashtag can, that. <laughs> you can find <laughs> us online at RidiculousCrime.com. We're also at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. Email RidiculousCrime at gmail.com. Leave us a talk back on the iHeart app. Don't talk about math. Uh, but thank you for Kelly. I do appreciate that. Reach out. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zaren Burnett. Produced and edited by Dave Couston, Chancellor of Rude Dude University. Research is by Dean of Mysteries, Marissa Brown, and Professor of Anthropology, The Store, Andrea Song Charpentier. The theme song is by Registrar of Bogusville State University College University, Thomas Lee, and Travis Dutton, PhD, MD, JD, OD, ID, LMNOP. Post wardrobe is provided by Botany 500. Executive producers are Feline MBA Ben Bolin and Canine MD Noel Brown. Ridiculous Crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.